It's time for another episode of the Culture Hall, and yep, it's news again. My friend, Mr. Mayor, he has uh, decided to leave his waterfallish background and to join me in talking about the latest and or the not-so-greatest of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There will be some great, some some cheery stories, some uplifting, some ways in which we are serving our community and helping one another out, and there will also be some stories that, you know, we'll preface as we get into some of those things that here's where here's where we're going we're going there now be able to talk about um stories and uh, feelings about said stories uh mr I suppose Mayor, i already missed the whole joseph smith picture one right uh, i mean we sort of talked about it uh do you have any sort of i mean no if we could, i just wanted to talk about it yeah because it's cool uh i w- what i was struck by was the people who um i don't think they it seems like they hinged their testimony on that that isn't what he looked like, but that's sort of what their words felt like they were saying. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people, because they visualize it and they've been shown that visual all their life, you know, I based on, I, if I look at the the death mask, this picture nor any of the other pictures really look like it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some that get a little closer and stuff. And, the, and the, the death mask can't be, I mean, every time, Every time I go, no matter how good the funeral home is, every time I go, someone who's dead just doesn't look right. Right. And it's right. because they're dead. Like mm-hmm. the way that. So the same thing is true here. And I'm sure they're like the dynamic quality of his face. So it's hard to tell. I could see I could see it being, but I could also see it not. Anyway, I wanted to get that out. So thanks. Yeah, you bet. Uh, if uh, people are interested, there's a great interview that uh, Mormonland did, the Salt Lake Tribune podcast, with Locke Mackay. Uh, he's a member of the uh, Community of Christ, formerly the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's sort of a historian and I, I think maybe even an apostle, maybe a leader within the church, um, where he talks about some of the histor- his- historiography historic i don't know some of the stuff that they did that they have to do to kind of verify you know the time that it could have been a daguerreotype from the time when joseph smith could have been alive and and you know this research into uh some other pictures where they see the locket that the picture was um found in worn on the neck of some of joseph smith's descendants and so they have to sort of verify that this was an actual thing even in existence in that time let alone the extra step that it could be the prophet Joseph. Well, I thought for me, it was awesome to have it come out because even if it's not, it kind of got me back excited to look into some stuff and read about some stuff. And and it's, it's kind of fun to geek out, I guess is the modern mm-hmm. term for with, with stuff like that. I don't know if some people would take me saying geek out about church history appropriately, but I think it's great. I think, no, I think you can say exactly. geek out. What, yeah, what are you worried absolutely. about? People would say geek out. I don't is know. Some people, some people think that geeking out might be negative, but I Ow. think it's the most one of the more positive things you could do is overly obsess on stuff that well, is, mon- I, yeah. you know, Im- kind of important but kind of mundane. Important. Yeah. It's not like going to make our salvation, but it is. It is interesting and yeah. cool. I mean, I certainly think geeking out has a better connotation than like going down the rabbit hole. Like going down the rabbit hole makes me think more negative than geeking well, out. Although those depends be on the same if you're thing. a pioneer crossing the, the 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 plains. Going down the rabbit hole might be the difference between starving and not. Yeah. 
Or if you're Alice in Wonderland, yeah. you're going totally. down the rabbit hole because if, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter which way you choose. That's exactly right. It's what a perfect way to drag from Joseph Smith <laughs> right on into Disney. Because, you know, everything with the church tends to lean towards Disney. Or culturally. is it everything with Disney tends oh. to lean from the church? Well, I, I think based on some of the new modern movies, I think there's a lot of people in the church who would disagree with that. Okay. Not okay. to mention the R-rated movies that are on Disney Plus now. It's got to have everyone. What? I didn't know this. Yeah. So they, yes, they moved Marvel over and uh, they Fox. They've started putting the TVMA, Netflix, Daredevil, and and um, you know, um, Iron Fist and um, Deadpool. They, Dead Deadpool from Fox over. Yeah. So you got the R rated, um, you know, and same thing with uh, Logan, the Logan mm -hmm. movie, the well, yeah. So they moved all those over and it's made a lot of people mad. In fact, a lot of people said, you said you wouldn't do it. You broke a promise. So a lot of people are calling Disney plus broke a promise, but mm -hmm. you know, I think it's pretty easy to solve it. You good. They put in there the technology that you go into your Disney plus and you turn off anything that is above an R rating, and no one can watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's or like your really particular way or your particular profile. It. Like if yeah. you want to be able to let your kids log into Disney Plus, maybe you have, you know, the the security code you get in. Yeah, you know, you can yeah. set your kids down at like G or PG or PG thirteen, and you can throw it up to triple X, whatever yep. you want. Oh, I don't think they do triple X on <laughs> Disney kidding. Plus, no, Mr. Mayor. Come I'm on. How far can they they go away? When is Hollywood gonna get a clue? <sighs> um, what what is new with you, sir? Anything aside from uh, speculation on the Joseph Smith Locket Daguerreotype? I've been traveling a bunch lately, so I'm getting up and moving uh around the country again. In fact, you're supposed to be in Texas. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna be here. You're not gonna be there? I was all 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 year long. I've been like, he's coming. Yep. I can drive up to Dallas. Yes. That'll be awesome. You'll be gone. Now, I'm going to be in Buffalo. Ah. Well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, your wife and I are actually going to go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she would totally do it. I she, would. She doesn't know you. They've never. You've never met. So it would no. be awesome. So it'd if be you a great opportunity to, Austin, to get to 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 get to know her. She'll meet you halfway. Yeah. She'll meet you halfway. I would totally. insist. I would insist that she meet me halfway. So, yeah, I'll let her know. We'll yeah, have to please, set that up. Please and thank you. Uh, yeah, going to Dallas for a podcast conference. That's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. That would be fun to attend. Yeah, going to be a blast. It's lo I love it. It's an opportunity for me to think about how I can make the cultural hall better for folks. Things that and, are trends. And this podcast, you'll never see the mayor andrew mayor again on yeah because trying to make it better he'll never see me again revelations as me. to what might make it better and <laughs> wouldn't you know it uh one of those things is not having andrew on the show <laughs> ever again now people like you people like you quite a bit well that's good i like them <laughs> oh good i'll i'll let them know uh anything new uh other otherwise i mean just traveling anything Cool, no, fun, nothing. Nothing cool, fun. I have a, I have a, a buddy who's he used to live in Utah, but he's a, he's a, he's from Tunisia. Okay. He, um, and now he lives in. He moved to Canada for a job, got married, and now he's trying to bring his wife back to the states, and they're having all kinds of fun. 
<laughs> so he he literally had to fly here. So it came to Texas because he figures I'm here. So that's a good place to come. They get the visa kind of stuff going and they get they fly back. And I guess something was wrong with one of her fingerprints. So but she has to go apparently to the same place they had the fingerprints done. OK, So they had to fly in over the weekend for one finger. I said, uh, I just told her it's the most expensive finger in the world. Fly in to go to do one fingerprint. And so they left. They, they came in this weekend and left uh, yesterday. So that that's kind of an interesting thing that's been going on. So many of those things are so frustrating. I had a good conversation about Muslims and Mormons and fasting and Ramadan and Christmas. It was kind of fun. Hmm. Uh, Want to give a special shout out to Nikki Fenske. And also to Kathy Stapley. Uh, those are two new Patreon saints. They went to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall and made $5 a month pledges because they realized, hey, you know what? He does a lot of work and I should reward him financially with my dollars. I also should say last night I did a wedding um, and that that could be any day because the night before I would have done a wedding in the last two months. Um, but Allison and Tyler, and I didn't get their last names, uh, they were there and they listened to the cultural hall. Super co- cool to visit with them. Uh, Tyler had a rainbow pin on his lapel, which I appreciated, uh, being a safe place and an advocate for our LGBTQ brothers and sisters. And then, uh, in the last six weeks I did, um, one of the listeners of the cultural hall, Justin is his name. And I think Holly is his wife's name. Sorry if that's not your name, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Justin and Holly, their son and their daughter, uh, two separate weddings got married and they decided wow. that they would go to bestdjinutah.com and hire me. And I went and it was great. Well, that's both, awesome. Both both uh, groups knew how to party and how to eat delicious, delicious treats. Um, you know, the big trend here in, in, in the Utah is the donut wall, which it's been that way for a little while. The have you donut seen the donut? Wall. Yeah. Have you seen the donut wall? No. Yeah. No, he says. <laughs> no, that totally like I told like, where have I been? So so what it looks like is it looks like a, a board with a bunch of dowels drilled and sort of glued Kinda into a it. Plinko board. Yeah, like a Plinko board. <laughs> For those of you from the 90s who <laughs> watched The prices Right. And and by the way, remember to have your pet spay or neutered. Yeah. Um, and then you put donuts on each of the dowels. And you can do like all the same I flavor totally on the I wish same I was dowel. the guy putting all the donuts on there because mm-hmm. it'd be one donut, one for me, one, one donut, donut, one for one me. For me. Yep. I, the joke that I like to make when I see the donut wall is, you know, the first person to eat an entire row gets to yell bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the rows have like eight or nine donuts on it. I, the most I've ever gotten through is five. I can and, do it. I could, I could. Oh yeah, I could do it. I just have never done it before. I don't know if anyone should. No, 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 no. I know the answer to that. They should not. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's sort of a trendy fun thing. Well, I, I had a nice, in my ward, it was funny. I walked, was walking out to my car, uh, three weeks ago, I guess it was like a month ago. And one of the guys I met him, we had our ward combined last year. So some of them are pretty new and this is one of them, but I've known him since last August. And uh, he kind of, he's like, you're the guy on the cultural hall. You're the mayor. And so it was like, that's me. So I was recognized at church when he realized uh, the guy who's, at, you know, in his elders quorum all this time for a year 
he's been listening to on the culture hall. So who who is it? Um, I I can't pronounce his last name, and you okay, do, I can find it and what's then it, spell what, it. What's his first name? Uh, brother. Brother. All right, brother. That, I don't that's know in Andrew's word. ward. See, now you make me feel bad. Now, if I say his name, he's going to feel all bad and stuff. No, no. And he'll know because he listened to me and he's probably the only one. So, well, either way. I, yeah, I've, I've messed I'll, you over I'll at give this him, point. I'll either give way. him a good compliment because he's one of our gospel doctor teachers uh-huh. and he gives some of the best lessons. So, even though I don't remember his name or can't pronounce it and I don't have any idea what his first name is, he does excellent lessons. So. Uh, I'll, I'll a couple that way. a couple things about that that are interesting as you brought up. So I'm in a new ward because I moved because I'm in the Homesteadman Two Electric Boogaloo, and because my wife and I have sort of committed to each other that we are not ever moving ever what again. What if you stopped right there? Me and my wife have sort of committed to each other. Yeah, but hard stop. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay, no, no, we're not ever going to move again. It's a great feeling to invest the time and energy into the people in this community. Right. Like, you know how you're like, "Ah, I don't know that person, you know, you maybe you're not so friendly or whatever, but this is a very permanent ward. Like the, the newest person that I've met who's lived in the ward has lived in the ward for like 15 years. That's awesome. So you're Uh, the next, you're the, yeah. The next new guy. Yeah. And they're starting to see some of that uh, gentrifying, right. As people are passing away and coming in. Um, or like other members of the family who were were raised in the ward and then went away, their parents pass away and they're taking over their house and then moving back oh, into the cool. ward. So there's some of that stuff. Um, but it's interesting. They are building. This is I'm in one of the few places that has a, a fairly. I mean, like 40 home project that's going in in our mm-hmm. ward boundaries. And so the ward is going to expand that much. And we have a major road that separates the middle of our ward. So you might have a... And it makes makes no sense to me. I think that they're going to end up splitting the ward. But here's the catch. I I brought that up sort of nonchalantly and jokingly. They said uh, the last time they split the ward, which was like 20, 25 years ago. And again, most of these people were in the ward at that time. They have reflected that there are many people who when the ward was split, never came back to church. Oh, Didn't, wow. Said, you know what? I want to be a part of that ward. I don't feel comfortable in this ward. And then when they, when you have certain bishops that are like, no, if you will live in this area, you have to come to this congregation who just said, no, nah, okay. I don't have friends there. I'm not going. I never think a lot back. more hard knows about that in Utah. I mean, they get really make you feel guilty for not coming to the ward and get really, they, we have that here. We have a whole, we have this weird section of our ward that like, it's like, like five miles, not five miles, but it's quite a ways away from the rest of the ward. Mm-hmm. And that little section is really close to another ward. It's just weird the way I think it had to do. They drew the lines on, on the County line. And since this subdivision went barely over this, the, the County line, and since the stake drew its, and it's another stake completely. Mm-hmm. So since the stake drew the line that the county line, I mean, it's literally like this wedge. <laughs> and there's like five families in it. Only two come to our ward because the rest are like, no, I'm going over to the other one. And yeah, no one going to no the one closer, cares. more proximate. But in Utah, I mean, I'm sure someone cares, but in Utah, that would be, I mean, you'd have people on both sides 
knocking on their doors and telling them they need to go. And, and people, I could see that, that heavy handedness would make me go, well, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to come. And I know some of that though. Too, not that I would do that. I'm just no, saying I no, can understand. No, not where you. No, get. not you, Mr. No. Others maybe, but no. not you, not you. I go, I go and I just am snotty and cranky. If yeah. even if I'm in a bad mood, yeah. but I'll go anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you show up. I mean, read a book, watch a watch a show on your or on like your phone, Sunday, whatever. Sleep through the whole sacrament meeting. <laughs> I, I came back off the trip. I was so tired, and literally, I I like took the sacrament, and then we're praying again. I'm like, what happened? Mm. Well, your done. wife's like, you didn't snore this time. Thank you. <laughs> we have a snorer in our ward, and it's huh. embarrassing because he knows that he snores. And he has, I think it's his brother or his cousin or someone who sits next to him and who is full on, like full elbow, like as hard as you could, like nudges him. Doesn't matter. He just is gone. I don't, I don't know if there's a medical condition there. He's got to um, have like sleep apnea or he's something, have something, something snores going on. full, loud, like interruptingly loud. But people... Wow. Someone needs to get him one of those masks. A CPAP for church? Yeah, run a CPAP yeah. the whole time. Fair It'd enough. be a lot better than the snore. Just plug it in. Just let it run. Falls asleep. But I think if you asked him, he would be in denial and say that he's not sleeping through church. Like, you owned it, right? Thank you. Thank oh, you yeah. for owning totally. your behavior. I, I I rarely sleep in church anymore. I used to try to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, I was first, when we first were married or in my 20s, like, oh, I'm at church. I'm here. I'll just like bow my head and just go into that position and just yeah. go to sleep. I'm meditating. Is that how you tried to talk yourself? <laughs> and eventually I got even got to the point where I'd like kick back and like put my knees like I could rest my knees up on the bench. Yeah. In front. I mean, I was literally just like lounging out. I'm at church, but I was out. This was years ago. You know, for now, a short for a short time in like 2006 or 2007, uh, when I was working uh, on the radio station. I was sponsored. I did ad libs for a company called Pillow Tie. And what it was, was inside the big part of your tie, there was like a little inflatable, almost like the water wings that you, you know, go swimming with if you don't know how to swim. And you would blow it up and then you could use it as a pillow on the front of the foyer or the, of the, um, ah, why can't I think of what those are called? On the pew. Pew. I said, I was thinking foyer and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. On the front of the pew in front of you. So you could stick your head down and then you wouldn't get the embarrassing lines or any of that (laughs) stuff. And and people bought them, but I don't think enough people bought them. It, it quickly went out of business. You know what? I don't think you've ever done. And tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me. I've been listening to this for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. You've never done anything where we ask for everyone's stories about falling asleep in church. Cause there's gotta be some crazy stories about falling asleep in church or someone who's snore like you you or something like that i'd like to very very interested i'd like to expand it a little bit bigger than just falling asleep i would like to know about odd things that have occurred in church which i i understand brings a a a large sort of swath of experiences but i was I'm, i'm trying to be a little bit more active on twitter uh a shout out to uh our one of our um our helpers kind of behind the scenes, Matthew, he's sort of hopped on Twitter a little bit more. You can find us at the cultural hall um, in the last couple of weeks. So huge shout out to him, obviously shout out uh, to Annette Luthi Lyon with the Instagram and to Robin with our Facebook page. Um, yeah. But, Robin rock. I mean, they all rock. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Robin is like a rock every single yeah. day. There's always every a new day. post. Yeah. She never misses it. They're um, all really good, though. So please, you got other people, don't take that wrong. Uh, but to get strange uh, experiences, because, for example, what I read on Twitter the other day was uh, a Catholic gentleman got up during LDS Mormon testimony and said that he knew that the Catholic Church was the one true church. And that I, would be awesome to be there. Yeah, I'd love to know a little bit more about that experience. Um what what I don't want is like uh and sometime like any kind of bashy kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. one time someone raised their hand and opposed, unless that opposition led to something bizarre. I would be curious yeah. to know those kind of things. But if it's just like, you know, someone raised their hand and we didn't know what to do, yeah, of course not, because no one ever opposes. Or seemingly never appeared. that would be a fun episode so i'm really interested to to see those by the contact. way i've been meaning to tell you hold on hold on oh. contact at the cultural hall.com is oh, yeah. where you can send those Very and send a way that i can get in touch with you because maybe i'll just do a grab bag of let's chat about all the different experiences and make an episode out of it go ahead you were gonna say i've been meaning to tell you i need to i need to jump back into some social media stuff it's been a while i haven't i've last what eight months that i haven't done much at all so if if you want talk about it later I could start taking like a weekend or something here and there on Facebook and, you know, yeah. a little. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love it. So. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the cultural hall. And don't forget uh, about the, uh, the cultural hall back row. That's a free group that you can be a part of. Uh, you just find it, search it. You have to be admitted in, but you know, we're, we're not picky. We'll let you in. There's almost 300 people in that group. Um, and They're then, either like the really old people or like the really young people who are laughing at everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's stupid. That's in my group. in my ward. That's what it was on the back row all the time. Just uh, a, a quick question, and then we should probably take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. Uh, has the temple in Austin been determined where it's going to be? Have they announced no. anything like that? Nothing like that. There is a site. There's a Facebook site. I could, you know, if you if, that I I kind of follow. It's kind of gotten off. Like where everyone's just speculating where it is. Uh -huh. I was hoping that we'd kind of glean some better intelligence from it. And mostly it's just a bunch of people who keep saying they, and I think they're going to get really ticked off when it's not where they say it's going to be, is what it's going to. Is there a place that you think is, uh, is going to be like m m better or like more likely or whatever? I think it's it's likely going to be in the northern Austin area, but I think it's going to be away from where I'm at. It's going to be over kind of on the the east. No, yeah, no, I'm sorry, the west side up in what's called the hill country. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be kind of up there, um, and that's about oh, half hour, 45 minutes away from me. I would love it if it's here. I mean, we have the mission office. The mission home mm -hmm. is like, in my stake right so and there was there's a there's some land that we own right by the that the church owns right by the um the tollway the freeway but i doubt that they're gonna put it there i just it's just me um partly maybe it's because i'm like can't be that close <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm looking up also the cleveland ohio temple which is one uh that's where i serve my mission and it's just in the planning and approval phase. Site location unknown. Groundbreaking not announced. Um, and that's apparently not an official Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints website. Church of 
Jesus Christ Temple org. When's the Leighton Temple's open house? Isn't that like soon? I mean, it seems like we should have something like a temple ticker to have everyone be kept on the same ground. We won't do a temple ticker with this episode, but there will be another one where we'll talk about the Washington, D.C. Uh, temple dedication, and I'll get him to announce anything that he knows as far as that goes. And cool. just so you know, uh, the missionary work began in Texas in 1843. In 1898, land was purchased that eventually became the East Texas colony of Kelsey, and it composed of 300 church members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's still in the planning stages. No groundbreaking date has been announced. Where is Kelsey? I don't know. You're Kelsey, the Texas. Tex- you're the you're the I'm Texas not guy, Texas. not me. I live in Texas. <laughs> I'm a fir- Utah guy. You are the first person that I've ever met that hasn't said, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Texas, blah blah. Texas, Texas. Uh, I think Texas is great. I'm not like, and no offense to my Texas people. Oh, it's it's east of uh, Dallas. It's like almost to the Kelsey's almost to the border of Louisiana. Between Dallas and the border. You should like also that. know Leighton, Utah Temple. I took the second while you were telling me about that to look it up. Interior work is progressing. The landscaping of the grounds is underway, and it's estimated to be completed in early to mid-2023. So you got about nine more months. Oh, okay, cool. It's like if I had if if my wife got pregnant now, we could take our baby. Congratulations. She's not. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry about that. No, don't be. I'm not okay. sorry. I am zero percent sorry about that. <laughs> we're we're good. You guys have uh, you guys have four legged babies. Yeah, we have two kids. Yeah, two dogs, and they're good. They're great kids, and they go to heaven with you because all dogs right. go to heaven. They go to heaven. That's right. And there are no cats in America, and the streets are paved with cheese. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll do actual articles of news. <laughs> Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com, that is the website if you would like to hire me to come and to be at your event. Now, uh, I've done weddings and uh, family reunions, and I've had the opportunity to gather with folks just uh, for a party. I have yet to do a funeral uh, and so I, I don't want to say it with such exuberance, but I'm willing to play the music at a funeral. And I know that some people have really started to turn uh, the passing of someone into a party. Not that we're celebrating that they're gone. No, that's not what I'm saying. Take that back. Come on, Richie. I'm just saying the opportunity to be able to gather and celebrate the life of an individual. This suddenly got really dark and I didn't mean it to. The point is, if uh, you have an event, an activity that you need music to be played for, why not considering consider rather hiring me? Uh, you go to bestdjinutah.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast, it's beautiful, and it's super secure. So let's make sure your computer is ready to run it. 
If your computer isn't powerful enough, we'll show you what you need to upgrade in your old computer to make it run perfectly. If we can't upgrade your old PC to run Windows 11, we'll buy it from you and give you a credit towards any new PC laptop's computer. Now, our computer started only $29 a month and we have 12 months special financing. Windows 11 is simply awesome. Bring your old computer into PC laptops right now because at PC laptops, we really love you. PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we record and speak and discuss and etc. Actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And here we go. Big news uh, about uh, President Nelson. He'll be dedicating the uh, Washington, D.C. temple. That is this weekend. Um, several, several members of uh, the uh, Quorum of the Twelve will be there, uh, including, do you know who's going to be there? First presidency, um, Dallin H. Oaks, Henry Bayering, also Quentin L. Cook, Todd Christofferson, Garrett Gong, the presiding bishop will be there. That's uh, exactly Paul Johnson, what I was going to say. You presidency of the 70, Amy Wright, the children's primary general presidency, uh, 70s Mark Bassett, Kevin Duncan, Alan Haney, and Vi Sakahema all will be there as part of it. It was a long-awaited announcement. A lot of people speculated that it would be President Nelson, and sure enough, it is a lot of eyes on that. And I know for those that attend church in and around the DC area, their stake centers are going to be sort of um, added uh, temples, right? So you mm. can go and be a part of the temple dedication there in your stake center. You have to have a, a recommend to be able to get in, but anyone age eight or older can be there and participate in the dedicatory session of it, which is cool. Age I remember wise. doing that. At, I remember doing that as a kid uh, for the Bountiful Temple. Oh, yeah. I heard I remember, about that. I was on my mission. I remember the exact church that we went to and uh, and everything. It was a great experience. I also remember going, why do we need these handkerchiefs? And then after you know using the handkerchief going, that was odd. Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> I had the same thing. I kept hearing about the Hosanna shout, and I was just like, okay. And everyone said it. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's not what I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> when I finally experienced it. So, um, uh, so, but it, it's interesting. President Nelson is still getting out because if you look at age wise, mm -hmm. and he he likely shouldn't be, but then he just keeps moving. Yeah, kind of kind of fallen into the category of Gordon B. Hinckley in that regard, right? Where it's but just like, but but older than uh President Hinckley, which is actually the next story I was going to share, oh. which is. That um, President I, Nelson... I knew that. I was leading you in. Oh. Yeah. oh. Now the oldest leader of the church. Of any sort of leader of the church. Ever, huh? He's made it. I, yeah, I think so. But for some, for some reason in the back of my mind, it seems to me that there was a patriarch that was a centenarian, meaning a hundred years or older. But I guess maybe that technically doesn't count as like a leader like an apostle or a prophet what if they mean 70? general authority because a patriarch would he be considered the patriarch of the church be considered a general authority i don't know yeah Hard so maybe know. a maybe a split of a line but all to say with his next birthday coming up next month he'll be 98 years old wow. he surpasses david b Haight, um who 
lived to be 97 and some change. And that's what he just surpassed. Um, you know what I remember about Elder Hate? Do you remember this? When he spoke, he oftentimes was allowed to just sort of speak uh, about whatever, especially towards the end, because he couldn't see the teleprompter. So he just and get I, up and talk. Yeah, and just was be able to talk. And um, maybe a couple of years before that, I remember he had like the talk printed out uh, on paper in front of him there on the podium in like a book, like a, you know, your standard sort of hardback plastic, almost looked like a trapper keeper sort of binder. And uh, the, the letters were easily like half an inch tall. <laughs> I just remember seeing that in general conference that you could yeah, see he couldn't how see big well the print was. The end. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see that he couldn't see well yeah. and it didn't matter. He was beloved. He was great. He was awesome. Uh, tell me what story you might have. I have. So if you are someone who has wanted to join the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, we said this, uh, you know, in, in June, you know, but June 1st to August 15th, which means the last few weeks to get your application in mm -hmm. is the, is coming. So August 15th, if you are interested in joining the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, uh, to apply, all applicants must be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in good standing, be between 25 and 55 years of age. So no, none of you early return. You go get married and then you can go, you know, most of you return missionaries. Just go get married first. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Don't, don't. That's not that's not really my advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Take um, care of that quick. Get it's it right out advice. of it, yeah, right get, when you get right home. Right as soon as you get right home. Right when you get Best home. Best advice we can give. Because you know, I did that, and yeah. it worked out really well yes. for me when I got divorced. Real good. It, it worked out really well. Anyway, Encourage people to do as you've done. We got off. Be between tw 25 and 55 years of age on April 30th, 2023. So, you know, as long as you're you're there on April 20th, uh, 30th of 2023. Um, and then you currently reside within 100 miles of Tabernacle. I've always, I've been wondering who is just out of it who's ticked off um who who lives Salt Lake 100 miles away well I would I would I would think uh if you really wanted to do it you just figure out a way to move right and you'd yeah, call yeah. it your mission cuz it's just a short time I've got to think there are musicians or artists who because it's a calling you know it's a little out of the box than like going to Nauvoo or you know being a senior couple in Australia or whatever, but have looked at it and said, no, I, I want to have this experience and we're going to move within a hundred miles. So if you are in Preston, Idaho, you're still good. Good. If you're in Evanston, you can, you can, you can still do it. Logan, obviously you're good. Wendover, you're out. Ah, Done. Wendover, you're gone. You can't be in there. Um, uh, let's see. Vernal. Oh, sorry. Roosevelt. Yep. You're almost in, mm. but if you're in Duchesne, nope, you can be in the oh. you can 100, Duchesne can do it. So if you're in Vernal Roosevelt, Duchesne area, move to Duchesne. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's where all my family's from. So I'm a Duchesne. You're a, well, a I never grew up there, but like that, that's where we'd go to all of our family reunions. <laughs> it's Duchesne. Anyway, so Good. that tells you. Let's see, down in the, the south, southern part of it. Let's see who else is. Uh, is it Duchinian? What is it? What is someone from Duchesne? A Duchainer? A Duchainer. Duchesne. Du I'm a Duchesne. No, it's got to be 
Yeah. I am one who is from Duchesne. I'm a Duchenne. I can't I'll figure see it out. south because it keeps cutting off the south. So anyway, but that's a hundred miles. Uh, you you, if you're in Malad, uh-huh. literally you are just barely out of the circle. You can't be in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And you know but, why that is though, really, right? Why? Because that's the town where everyone in Utah goes to get their oh that billion right. dollar lotto tickets. You can't go gamble no. and then go sing in the choir. The Lord wants not I'm for sure your filthy there's lucre. Never been a choir member who's gone up and played the ever, lottery ever ever uh the lds church music festival you can see a replay of this uh link in the show notes it's an evening of original church music that's written by members from around the world uh, they do it at the conference center at theater on temple square local artists uh, present the award-winning music from the annual church music submission so you maybe you're not, you're not able to travel or be one of the performers you can submit music as well and have it be done for choirs, for instrumentalists, for soloists. Uh, I, I don't know how long this thing has been around, but um, you you can go, and it's it's beautiful music from um, one of the all-time favorites in the cultural hall, Janice Cat Perry, is featured as part of this. But you can re-watch the whole thing. It's about an hour, an hour and a half of your time. Maybe a great thing for a family home evening. Get some popcorn, a little ice I didn't cream, even know about down. it. I was told about it by an uh, he's now a member of the church, but he's an investigator, uh, um, uh, 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 a guy named Leighton, who he uh, he lives in a group home. And so, he, you know, since he's joined the church, he calls me several times a week. I have to give him the times he can call. But he dives in for any church thing like music and the spoken word. or He he lets me know if the president is speaking somewhere and it's going to be on, uh, you know, live broadcast. Anyway, any live broadcast, he's like. Did you know it's? I'm like, I had no idea. So yeah. I, was told, I was told this last week there's a music because I'm like, I had never heard of it. So uh, what other news stories do you have, my friend? I think I'm I'm tapped out. I, I went really, really hard this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, working hard, working. Well, listen, it's a busy week. A 22 year old man has been charged with first degree arson in connection with a fire that extensively damaged the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Boise, Idaho. According to a spokesperson with the Ada County Sheriff's Office, Joshua M. Blair is also charged with felony burglary in connection with the incident. So apparently broke in, stole some stuff, and then set it ablaze. Oh, so it was on purpose. It wasn't like some scout doing like blue darts or something. No. <laughs> A blue dart. Ridiculous. Crews were able, uh, arrived to find an active fire on the first floor that moved into the attic space. They were able to quickly knock down the blaze, but not before the church sustained significant fire damage. Um, deputies determined that Blair allegedly set the fire on purpose and arrested him on the first degree arson charge. Um, and he, he broke in with the intention. So that's why he'll get the extra charge because he broke in and was intending to, uh, set that thing ablaze. So that's up in Idaho, which I don't know, uh, where everyone who listens to this is uh, from necessarily. That might also be a curious thing. Contact with the cultural hall.com where you live, how you found us, etc. But I was in Boise, uh, I guess two weeks ago now. Boise is a cool town. I love Boise. I mean, that's where my first marriage was. And even though I got divorced, <laughs> I still really like Boise. The marriage, meh. Boise, you bet. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have a buddy who lives up in Nampa, which is just outside of Boise. 
other things. Uh, I'm gonna save this light one for after we talk about the. Let's get uh, all the dark ones in. Yeah. So we have something to. Uh, let's it. see here. So I'm not sure. Have you had the opportunity, or rather, did you take the opportunity to uh, read any of the AP story about um, the abuse? I read the East Idaho News kind of recap of it and okay that, i liked that that was a good one i think they did a good job of kind of kind of laying it all out there but uh, i didn't read the whole ap no i didn't but so got uh, the idea yeah yeah so basically and and this is summarizing and i'm sure that i'll miss a little bit of it but uh what had occurred is this guy um was he had a couple daughters and i think a couple other kids as well uh i should stick to what i know but was sexual abusing the one daughter. The wife was aware of it. Uh, he went in and spoke to his bishop. And um, as I understand it, the bishop sort of thought that the abuse was over. Then there was another daughter. And um, fairly early, very, very young in that other daughter's life, uh, sexual abuse continued with her. Um, things like videos were made. Things, you know, all of this terrible, terrible, terrible stuff was occurring. And... Um, all the while, this gentleman was visiting with um, his bishop of his particular ward, who was also his family's physician. This took place down in Arizona. And um, at, as I understand it, at the time that um, it had occurred uh, and, and, and this guy had the discussion with his bishop about it, the bishop, as is instructed by the Church Handbook of Instructions, called the uh, helpline explained the scenario to um to this bishop and to the person on the other end of the hotline and or helpline and then it was determined um that that nothing was to be done at that time um and then the abuse continued and it continued for a while and it passed from one bishop to another i know that i am simplifying this and i know that there are very nuanced uh, details in particular for this, uh, you know, the the man's wife, um, as I understand it, was uh, on the spectrum. Um, also, uh, a victim of uh, abuse. Oh, I didn't at the realize hand, that. Yeah, at abuse at the hand of her husband, and so there were claims of abuse, and then um, retracted claims of abuse, and you know, uh, it, it's not just as simple as I'm certainly putting it apart. Uh, pull it, Putting it Not across. that this makes it better, worse, or anything. No, else, no, no, how, no. How long ago was this? Like, well, and so that it, it's interesting that you you ask that question because that very thing is the reason. Like, I struggle with these stories in general because I think uh, I think abuse is not to be tolerated by any means. Absolutely, but I think that um, sexual abuse is not to be tolerated in any way it's sort of it's sort of a level up from just general abuse to me and then i think sexual abuse of children and then i think like sexual abuse of very small children like i just have an increasing like anger filled non-tolerance as you go up the levels i'm just getting angrier right 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 so um five years you know five six years ago so that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So um, we're not talking like, like I the think, 80s. I think maybe the first, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe the first in- incident of abuse was maybe a decade ago 
or so. See, and and I know this gentleman. My was... initial reaction was I thought, and and then I got the feeling it was very quite a bit closer. Yeah. My initial reaction was not to dismiss it or anything, but like it seemed like when I was when I'm in the 80s, there was this general thought, and I think it was whether it was church policy or not. This, if you confess, it was like illegal to to share that if it was done in confession and the mm-hmm. bishop couldn't. And there was, I think this, this misunderstanding culturally, uh, but also off. Also, I know my bishop told us that, like, if you tell us, I can't even tell the cops because it's privileged or whatever. And I don't think that was true, but that's what was believed. And so I'm not trying to justify, you know, that stuff in the eighties. I'm just, I was just surprised. Well, because so it's in, this so it's appeared that it would be there, and I was surprised how soon this was. Yeah, and there, that's what threw me on it. There are a lot of states that still have some sort of clerical uh, protections for things that are confessed to uh, a member of clergy. Um, and, and so we we will likely go into much. Uh, greater depths because the two of us probably not as qualified to talk about this as as maybe even oh i'm qualified to speculate about yeah as we've purported even angry about even thus far (laughs) yeah yes but but the hard thing for me is threefold one um these poor victims of abuse Mm. um and to know that any abuse could be prevented and wasn't is super hard for me. That's number one. Number two, that it's recent. And you sort of brought that up. In my mind, when it is in the past, I think I can, I can, and it's not right. I don't think that it's, the way that it should be. I'm just sharing sort of how my mind uh, compartmentalizes it as I, it, you know, if it's Agreed. 20 years plus, I think that is the past of which we must have learned and are doing better. Exactly. That at this point, right. The, there are precautions in place. There are checks and balances that these kind of things can't occur. And so they're still horrible. I'm not downplaying the the tragedy of the abuse that occurs to those people. I'm just saying in my mind, I think I go, that was a, a long time ago. Certainly um, we have changed and are different. And then you're proved wrong, right? Yeah. And it's uh, like, oh. Yeah. And then the third thing for me, and this is maybe, um, maybe the hardest thing and where I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Um, where if someone, um, came to me and said, Hey, here's this thing that I'm doing and we'll keep it particular. I am abusing so-and-so physical, mental, emotional, sexual, you know, these are the things. Maybe some of those qualify a little bit differently, but let's, you know, leave it in the situation that it is. If someone came to me and said, hey, I am either sexually abusing someone and or I am being sexually abused by someone, like my next call is to uh, the authorities. 
without question. Uh, with, I think with, that's the right thing. Yeah, without question. And so the uh, the thing that is hard for me in in this context is, and I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm really coming at these particular bishops necessarily, but I, I, I don't know. I'm still working through this and hopefully that comes across and maybe I'll, you know, recant everything that I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm completely sure they're about not this. trained. They're trained to call first and then report it afterwards. And I, I think that I could be wrong on that, but I think that they're trained to call the line first and then call authorities. I don't think, you know, they're trained to call the authorities first. I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying I think that's what they're trained to do. And I, I would hope that that's not true, but I think that's, that is true. But the, but the thing for me is, I, you know, it, it becomes worrisome to me when I hear that like a procedure or like the way something air quotes should and air quotes be done goes against like the moral uh like integrity of a person meaning i'm giving that person the, one of you know those bishops the benefit of the doubt maybe they thought they should call the cops but they knew that because of whom they were for this person that they called the helpline and whatever was said and we'll never know because those recordings are not available in fact destroyed um like it it worries me that I could talk to someone and have them tell me something that feels counter to my character and that I would go with that. Does that yeah, make that, sense? That you'd call up and they'd say do that and your conscience is, conscience is saying that is not right and then you would then, well, I'm told that by the church so I'm going to break with what my conscience is. That That is yeah. a hard yeah. That is a hard thing to wrap your head around it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that that's the situation that took place. No, I don't know. But if that if that is, that's definitely wrong. I don't know either. And we don't know the details, but it right. seems that there's there's at least something on the border of that. And, right. And so and so that for me just becomes really difficult. You know, the 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 more that I um that like I learn and that I study and that I read and all these things, like there there are some hard things where if if i'm being frank and honest with everybody that's listening there are some things that are really and this moment at this time are really hard for me this is not a declaration of me leaving the church i'm not questioning things to the point that yeah you know, everyone re rest assured that Calm we down. would have that open dialogue but there are things that i just go you know like being able to, you know, within the church, I think we put that on the shelf, you know, put that on the shelf and we can be able to take that down and, or, you know, you don't need to know right now and focus on the this. And I think I'm good about being able to do those things, but also I'm trying to find, uh, I'm trying to find some peace or some way to take some things off sh the shelf. So the shelf doesn't break. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to find myself in that position. I, it, a long time ago, I stopped putting things on the shelf and I decided to acknowledge that there are always going to be things that bother me. Sure. Like, and like, 
go head on into them because I think a lot of, like 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 if you look at the idea of like singing a hymn, right? When something like the temptation thing, right? Yeah. Oh, I I saw a pretty girl. I better sing a hymn so I can get those things out of my mind. Okay, if that tool could be used detrimentally as well as for your benefit, right? Mm -hmm. If it if you're if you're hiding away from the things that are wrong, like if you're setting them on the shelf to kind of hide away from this thing that bothers you, whether it's polygamy or or whatever it is, or 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 blacks in the priesthood, or you just whatever you just it could be this topic or mm-hmm. it could be mm-hmm. anything. If you if you put that on the shelf as a way of hiding it, I think you're I think you're going to cause yourself a, a lot more problems down the line. Same thing as you know, and if you use the singing your the hymn to hide from that, but if you if you address it straight on. And sometimes addressing it means I don't know what it is. And I accept the fact that at all times in the history of this world, the kingdom of God on earth not only has not been perfect, has done some pretty significantly terrible things against God and morality. And that's all through the Bible. It's all through history. It's everything else. And mm-hmm. if you can accept that, then you can you you can then move past it. But what I think you can't do is try to hide from it i used to just like i used to put it on the and like well i just won't think about that Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's not what you do you just it is going to be uncomfortable yeah things are not going to be beautiful and perfect that's just not what this world is it's one of the things that i love the most about uh the cultural hall and the Mm. fact that we're able to have uh these types of discussions other guests that'll come in and likely we'll we're gonna speak to a couple organizations maybe even uh, about, um, about abuse, how we can spot it, how we can, uh, be better supportive of those who might, um, be in some form of abuse and be able to help out those brothers and sisters of ours, whether or not they're members of the church or not, uh, but to be able to be aware. So, you know, I don't know that we've done a great treatment of that particular story in this episode church. I think in the church generally with abuse, we tend to do the what I we tend to put it on the shelf and hide it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't address it straight on. And I think that's probably what we're in the same scenario. And I'll put it to you to go address it full on because then I'll I won't be on that call. Yeah. You'll yeah. have someone you'll someone else who's really yeah, an expert yeah, someone, I'll yeah. listen to that. When you do but there that will episode, be people who leave because of this issue. Uh, and absolutely and I totally I totally can get that. So mm-hmm. all everything I just said does not mean if you do it differently than me that I'm going to look at you differently. Sure. It's just how I dealt. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And Oh crap. I didn't even pull my thing out. You are literally the worst at this. I'm so bad. Um, we'll all go home safely and we'll perfect. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like you've never paid attention at church ever. I know. And that if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, you'd be healthy healthy enough to to listen next week. week. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Brother Brent, Miracles, I Told You So, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. There you go. Of the The Cultural Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.